Hello, everybody, and welcome to the first podcast for Bracknell Enterprise and Innovation Hub. So today we're going to be talking about some good things about business, because in a time when negativity is so, uh, so common and there's not a lot of people talking about the good things. Today, we're going to be talking about the good sides to business and good things that are happening in Bracknell now. So, Shelley, would you like to introduce yourself? Hi, I'm Shelley Fury, Centre Director of Bracknell Enterprise Innovation Hub. Um, as most people know, we're situated right in the middle of the town centre, which makes us the integral part of the business community. So we offer space for SMEs to grow with lots of incentives through Oxford Innovation. So um, we, we just, you know, we're here to help anybody that, that wants to grow, basically. Hmm. My, name's, my name's Gareth Wright and I'm the Director of Engage Convert. Uh, we've actually been uh, with Oxford Innovation since Incubate, actually, from, from startup. Um, what's been great being at Oxford uh, and being in the hub is that we've grown from, from a, a sole trading business um, right through to taking uh, multiple offices within the space and really become part of the community. One of the, one of the great things about being in the hub is being uh, part of a community. Um, the service that you get from the guys is one of that. The, the, the actual guys, the staff within the centre become an extended part of your team. Um, and being a community here, being in the centre of the town, um, as a branding and marketing agency, we, we have uh, a lot of global clients, so we do a lot of work in, in the US, but we do a lot of work in a local community, supporting local businesses, and we get to really know uh, the businesses we work for, get really under the skin of, of their vision and where they are, and meet people where they're at, and really try and develop businesses um, to really understand uh, their brand, get absolute clarity on the value that they bring, and connect with the audience that uh, that they want to resonate with and one of the reasons that we wanted to be involved in this podcast was there's a lot of negative narrative um, around business during post-covid uh, or indeed you know covid as, as the situation is um, last year was extremely hard for a lot of businesses and we, we carry a lot of empathy uh, around that one one of the um one of the things that uh, we've definitely discovered is although there's been lots of challenges the businesses that change their mindset to be more agile, to look for the opportunities where there are challenges and, and really get underpin what they do and then discover different ways of how they may do it. Um, I think there's some benefits. So um, it's probably a good time to introduce uh, one of our clients that's doing exactly that. Um, because it's been a really positive story at, um, at Blue Smokehouse for, for one. I'll just introduce David onto that one right there. Oh, thanks, Gareth. I, yeah, I, I, I'm David Andrews. I'm one of the directors of uh, Blue Smokehouse, which is a, a, an American restaurant and bar in Bracknell. I, I believe it's the um, largest independent um, restaurant bar in the area. Um, we've, um, we've been operating since 2014. So we had the luxury in the early days up until the new shopping centre opened of being pretty much the only show in town. Uh, so we, we, you know, we capitalised capitalized on that greatly. Um, obviously, being in the hospitality sector, um, it's been rather dire. Um, however, I suppose we could be one of the few that have actually managed to grow our business during, uh, during this period. And I put that primarily down to being in Bracknell, 
and the fact that Brackwell seemed to be a very tech-savvy population, and we've managed to uh, 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 generate enormous business from the delivery platforms. Um, in, in, in fact, I, I would say our, our food trade is, is up, is it, it, exceeded the food trade we were doing um, prior to COVID. Uh, coming to our shores um so we've we 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 sort of tried to take a very positive approach which is probably very easy for us to do because we are in the position of 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 of, of you know generating enormous amounts of, of delivery trade but also you know we, we've managed to to push ourselves forward and engage with uh with a new marketing company that's garris guys who have who have taken our our what was probably a slightly stale image because we've been around a while and has now regenerated it and converted our our um, website temporarily into a in, in effect its, its own delivery platform um and and you know looking at to grasp every opportunity we can and and i said it's, it's allowed us now to seriously look at opening a, another restaurant in newbury Hi, I'm James Williamson from Heiss, along with Ed Sheldon. Um, and uh, Heiss is a, is, a, is a startup, and we're we're opening our first site, which will be in Bracknell. It's a um, essentially an artisan pizza business celebrating local British produce. Uh, so Ed and I, a while back, decided that um, pizza was something that we were both quite passionate about, and, and realised that there was still a, a lot of a lot of room for growth in the market by um, by really sort of celebrating and working with some fantastic suppliers here in the UK, which we've had the, uh, had the pleasure of meeting over the last eight, nine months. And um, yeah, we, we, we looked at various sites to open the first, the first site in and, uh, and, and Bracknell seemed like the perfect home for it. So um, we'll, be, we'll be opening shortly. So I'm Mark Alexander. Uh, we're uh, with a delivery business called One Delivery, uh, local to Bracknell. Uh, we're actually seven weeks old ourselves, so uh, you know a fabulous startup within the uh, the COVID era era as such. Um, really thriving, grown dramatically through the the personal touch that we're offering to to clients. You know, there's nothing more important at the moment than receiving food whilst you've been in, at home all day, uh, working all day from a, a home office in the garden or upstairs locked away. The, the most important thing is that food coming to your door and it needs to be coming hot, it needs to be reliable. And you need to know that when you answer the door that the food is being handed to you uh, safely, controlled and from somebody who's, who's quite jolly and, uh, and interested in making sure that that food uh, hits your taste buds at the right temperature. So we, we formed ourselves, we are servicing Bracknell. We have a heck of a lot of people in Bracknell who are, who are looking for that, that USP, which, um, which is what One Delivery is all about. We, we like to put that personal touch. We like to make sure that the customer is happy at the end of the day. Um, you know, 25 years ago, uh, I uh, was a pizza delivery boy um, and it was all about customer satisfaction. And I think that might have just tipped off the scale a little bit. It's a bit more about quantity than quality. So we've rolled back the years to bring One Delivery to the people of Bracknell. Um, over the past eight weeks, anyway, we have grown dramatically, and that's you know all thanks for for local businesses and, and Blue Smokehouse being being one of those. <laughs> Good morning, James Sunderland here. I'm the uh, MP for Bracknell, and it's fantastic to join you. Um, I'm currently sitting in the Bracknell Innovation Hub, um, right in the middle of the town, and it's very fitting, of course, that. Uh, 
you know, this has offered so much fantastic advice over the last few years for businesses starting up locally, and it's great to hear from local businessmen. Um, what I would say to start off with is that uh, I met an Indian businessman recently uh, who was waxing lyrical about the UK as a great place to do business. And he said to me, if you can't make it in the UK, you can't make it anywhere. And it's in that framework of uh, business opportunity that I want to sort of set my opening remarks, just to say that uh, the government is here to support you. And um, it's been a difficult 12 months. Um, the effect on business has been devastating, um, but we'll bounce back. And I'm absolutely confident that the framework is here in Bracknell for local businesses to do really well. So thank you. And it's a great pleasure to be here. Yes, thank you. And, and also, I kind of want to ask for all the businesses on this platform. So COVID has obviously brought um, unprecedented amounts of, of damage to, to businesses across. But how is this um, challenge? Like what how have you dealt with um, the challenges that you faced as businesses during COVID? So from um, the innovation point of view, we've made all of our offices and our business COVID safe to allow customers to come in and still work, the ones that can't work from home or find it difficult to work from home. So we do have at least 10 of our 22 businesses working and have been working through. The negative side for us is that we've obviously lost a couple of customers through COVID because of people working from home. And obviously we would like to try and, you know, get more customers in. From our point of view, um, Engage Convert, um, the challenges have been interesting because um, we've we've been um, you know steadily increasing business, and as we're driving you know value to our clients, helping them overcome their own challenges, understand their brands, and get clarity over their their why, so to speak, you know that why they're in business and how their business uh, you know drives value to their their clients, and their consumers. We've um, you know we've been uh, had the challenge of, of growing it, our team and the design business and the creative industry is a very collaborative space. So having this, the studio here uh, in Oxford Innovation has always been great because we've been able to really craft our space, uh, make it how we want it. Um, and, and really is a very collaborative, uh, you know, collaborative studio. We're able to write on the walls, we're able to get together in meetings. Um, having everybody in one room when you're working collectively uh, on a project uh, is a big part of the creative process. So we've we found um, it, that challenging um, in the sense that uh, we've got a great foundation at the hub because, as Shelley mentioned uh, in her early response, that uh, it is a safe place to work. But there are obviously common sense logistics come into play where you can't you know, you have to have safe distance and you have to, you know, work with the rules. So we've had to take a lot of work uh, remote in the sense that our team are remote and we're using technologies that we've always been familiar with, um, such as Zoom for, for internet calls and we're using Slack for communication channels. Um, and, and we're really trying to bridge the gap. And I, th I think over last year, we've really mastered the art of doing that, uh, mastered the art of, of you know, collect collectively, working as a team and indeed with our clients to harness the power of technology um, to, to make communication and collaboration work. And it's um, mm -hmm. the other thing as a creative agency is we, um, you know, think things like the, um, the processes, should we say, and, and uh, some of the organization within the company, 
because it's quite organic, um, I think it'd be fair to say that some of the processes uh, that we've had in play, we haven't needed to really um, place so much close attention to them, or certainly not as much in, in, in last year and, and this year. And it's one of the opportunities it's brought to us is the ability to really understand our process because we've had to do that, understand our processes and our framework, how we conduct ourselves uh, on, on certain projects because A, we're growing a team that is remote and B, we need those processes to be fully formed so that we've got flow charts and things to support the business. Um, so there are definitely benefits that we've, we've seen because we've been uh, you know, forced into a different way of working We've, uh, you know, we've adapted and I think adapting and being agile is really key to, to all businesses right now. Mm -hmm. uh, hi, well, a, a, a blue smoke because there was really only one adaptation we could do and that was uh, turn to delivery because apart from that, you know, the hospitality industry um, had been temporarily shut down. Um, it was a, It was initially a very a fairly easy decision to make. Um, we, we didn't do it during the first uh, four month lockdown because uh, uh, conditions within the company uh, were slightly different, um, but we, we embraced it fully in, in further lockdowns. And it, it's, it's allowed us to keep half of our staff fully employed and, um, and, and, and not uh, having to take a, you know, too much advantage of the, the furlough scheme. Um, it's, it initially it was thought to be a very simple way, but there's there's certainly a skill to offering a a, a, a takeout service that we hadn't been used to before, and uh, to the level that we're having to uh, to, to um, produce food, it, 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 it took to a whole it took to a whole new level again. But um, you know we've we've tried to look on it positively as far as we can to the point now where we're actually we're actually recruiting uh, we're actually recruiting kitchen staff um purely to cope with the uh the the, the demands of a of a delivery trade that uh, you know that we've been that we've had to move move to i mean you know it's, it's accepted that once the industry opens again hopefully in in, in may and possibly further again in june um that you know, life will return very much to normal but i i feel that probably people have embraced delivery as a, as a form of uh, as a form of entertainment and, and maybe it will, it will continue along um for, for, uh, for their forward so as far as heist pizza goes um we're obviously not trading as yet hopefully opening soon um and you'd think that would mean that we were immune uh to uh the sort of covid challenges but actually because we're trying to support and showcase uh, small British businesses, we've kind of been drawn into the, the wider consequences of um, So we've got some suppliers that have been completely overwhelmed, like Shipton Mill, who supply our flour, um, which is a great outfit in, uh, in but obviously with the um, rise in home baking, they've been completely swamped by demand. And on the other hand, we've got some suppliers have been forced, sadly, to kind of cease operations during COVID. Uh, so a lot of our um, vegetables are going to be grown, sorry, not vegetables, a lot of our herbs and other um, uh, salad leaves are going to be grown by a company called Mini Crops in London, who are a vertical farm, which is uh, a means of farming where everything is grown in water hydroponically. Again, fantastic outfit, but with the closure of 
restaurants in the capital. They've seen business fall off a cliff, so they've made a decision to stop trading. Um, and equally, we're using a product called uh, Moon Hot Honey, which is a, a sort of an amazing pizza condiment, um, which is made using honey from bees in Greenwich um, in London. But unfortunately, there has been a massive sort of uh, fall in honey supply, which means we're struggling. So it's been a bit hit and miss, but we are hopeful that when things start opening up again and we get trading, supply chains can uh, pretty much return to normal. So from a, a one delivery standpoint, uh, for, for practical especially, um, we, ha we had a bit of a, a blank canvas, you know, being a startup two months young, I should say. Um, we didn't really know what to expect. So from day one, if, you know, if we had a, a customer order food from us, that, that was a positive. Um, so we, we were, weren't impacted in that way. We were actually ready for the challenge and, and kind of got all of our, our ducks in a row from, from the get-go to make sure that individuals, and if you'd like to call them challenges, to, to get away from the perceptions of a food delivery business. Um, we wanted to get our impact across to say that we are the local food delivery business we work with the independents and really get that that uniqueness uh, about one delivery bracknell uh, across to to consumers to customers and the challenges were we were brand new so how else could we physically do this apart from giving them the the five-star experience that, that we could certainly offer um so that blank canvas became um overnight pretty much on, on how to be a, a ready-made business because you know from day one we had the technology um, we had the the family driven drivers you know the, these were either directly related to our family and we grew from there in, into friends so we, we actually had to become a, a a true business overnight which um which was a big challenge in itself you know we we didn't have any existing customers at, at that stage but that as i say that that canvas became a, an all painting overnight as such um and i think you know so far from from the the feedback we're getting and the independent startups also, which is fantastic in this industry, you know, in the food industry, uh, how many businesses have started up uh, in this food era in, uh, you know, it, during COVID as well. Yeah, it's, it's really, really good to hear the stories about um, people setting up businesses and also the, um, the up and coming future for Bracknell post COVID and also in the present. And, um, and it kind of leads on to my next question um, for James. What stories have you heard about businesses in Bracknell and wider? Yeah, hi. I mean, it's a, an, it's a difficult one to answer because I think you can't generalise across the piece. But, but in the main, I think businesses in Bracknell have been okay during the crisis. What I mean by that is that the government schemes have been very supportive. Um, we've not seen too many job losses across Bracknell. Um, we've seen businesses that can't operate because of physical restrictions effectively furloughed. Um, you know, lots of concern out there, lots of business owners writing to me, self-employed people, business owners, directors, um, about the schemes in place and the frailties with them. But, but in the main, I think that because of the schemes in place, businesses in Bracknell that haven't been able to operate 
should, in theory, be able to bounce back pretty quickly. And I'm very confident that that will happen. But, but in the main, I'm not seeing the same desperation here that uh, other MPs are seeing elsewhere across the country. Yeah, it's, um, yeah, it is, it is interesting to learn. And obviously, it's really good that um, the government schemes that have been put in place have saved uh, millions of jobs. And uh, in terms of hospitality, there's over 4 million people working in hospitality. So um, the, the idea of people setting up new businesses in hospitality is uh, something that, that really we should all be really happy about. And uh, it's good to be optimistic about the future. Um, and, and kind of, I want to ask for all businesses as well. So how have you adapted to the, the to the change because obviously it must be really really difficult considering what's going on so our main um challenges and adapt and the way that we've adapted was obviously when covid hit um we had to change the way that we worked because obviously we, everyone was told to work from home um not to come into the office so the first thing we had to do was before we even started anything we had to try and make our centres COVID safe for the people that couldn't work from home um, so obviously we spent a lot of time signage getting jail stations and everything else and then you know adapting the centre so that people could come into work so that's been kind of where our challenges have been and then obviously because we've not had so many stuff in thankfully we've had the furlough scheme that we could draw on which we have actually used and are using because of lack of um, footfall in actually in the centre but we're hoping that that's going to change you know very soon when people can start coming back into the office. I think Jay from from Engage Converts point of view um, what's been really interesting is we've 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 over doubled the size of our team um, over Covid and that's been testimony to how we've really uh We've really helped our clients um, achieve, achieve uh, clarity on some of the things. It really kind of excites me what Mark and David and Ed and James are talking about. Because uh, when, when you boil it down, so we, we've overcome our challenges using technology and we've, you know, we've, we've, we've kind of crossed that bridge and we're already there using it. And we've really got really good at using the technology across the board. But what really makes the difference um, to our business, to our bottom line, is, is serving our clients well. And by serving our clients well, what we've been able to do is help the businesses that we that we work with, and uh, and Mark's touched on this, and, and, and David as well, is to realise that what they deliver, and this is down to local business and getting it right, business is not transactional with the businesses that are on the call today. Um, transact, transactional business is not is not where it's at. What we are is a business that has a brand that has absolute clarity about what it is it delivers. And I'm going to use the word experience because it's relevant to all of the businesses on the call. Um, Blue Smokehouse, the challenge there was how do we take this amazing experience that people come through the doors of the second that door cracks open, they are in the Blues experience. How do we take that experience and, and package that up that's something that can be enjoyed at home? Um, and, and align with what people come to love the Blues brand for. Uh, and that was what that's basically what we've achieved there. You know, it's get, getting that right was important. Uh, Mark's talking about it. You know, the fact that, you know, 
blues we're not creating food we're creating experience mark is delivering that experience so unlike transactional vendors um mark is taking this personally to, to local business and is delivering an experience it's so much more than um just food arriving on the doorstep you know there's care and attention to it arriving at the right temperature delivering the experience as you would want it um and it's very much the same for, for heist pizza the the whole concept concept behind the brand is how can we do something different? We don't want to just be another pizza uh, chain uh, out in the, in the marketplace. We want to be positively, positively disruptive and do something different. And at the same time, we've had the opportunity to engage with all these local businesses um, and indeed businesses in the UK uh, and really get an exciting story behind the brand and create an experience. And, and when we come back to look at Oxford Innovation, what we're going to find is... Um, what they can offer in terms of scalable space and in, in terms of space that can gently introduce people back into offices uh, and scale with you and be be very understanding to businesses and their needs from startup to to smes maybe that are out that are not are looking for a different type of space so rather than a big unit they might be looking for a space they can gently scale back into 2021 um the way the staff look after us at oxford innovations in the hub here is an experience and i think that's really what i want to be really key takeaway uh, on this call is getting away the businesses that understand that transactional business is not where it's at and delivering an experience that's where you win and i think what covid has given us the opportunity to do with so many businesses is take a slight pause and instead of just going through the motions of continuing to do business in the same way like they've always done because we're looking at the bottom line, because we're looking about how we do things and really having a proper audit about what is it that we're doing, get an understanding of that, possibly driven by figures initially, because everybody's looking at spend and, and, and what they're doing and where the ROI is coming from, but really understanding that value to optimize the business, to improve it. And we help people get a deeper understanding of their brand so that we can actually, you know, deliver um, something so much more business that is done by the, the businesses that on this call equate to so much more uh, and that's that's a really exciting thing i think the positive disruption as much as i've got so much empathy for for businesses i'm excited by the challenges and i'm excited about the the viewpoint that we've been able to pivot uh, to pivot on hi jay um well clearly you know blues not just blues, but the restaurant industry as a whole had one big challenge that we were no longer able to operate in the traditional way we'd always operated. Um, so it really was a, a total rethink from day one. Um, we decided to um, invest in marketing because it's all very well offering a delivery service, but you need to, to back that up. Um, and that's where we, we came in contact with uh, Gareth and Engage Convert. And it's probably very easy in these hard times at the moment to, to try and save every single penny you've got and not to and not spend anything that isn't absolutely vital just to keep your business on life support. But, you know, we had had a, a relatively good period between the lockdowns. We benefited greatly thanks to um, uh, the Eat Out to Help Out scheme. Uh, that managed to put quite a lot of fuel back in the tank that we managed to, um, uh, uh, well, first of all, it allowed me to buy up my ex-business partners. And secondly, it enabled me to, uh, to form a good relationship, first of all, with um, uh, Gareth at Engage Convert and then with Mark at One Delivery as we, um, 
as we uh, uh, decided to move into the delivery business. So, you know, the challenges were there. Um, I think we embraced them quite well. We've we've uh, gone further than that, as I said, and 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 given you know the demand for our business has given us confidence that we feel we can move further and, and open um, uh, another branch um, because you know that it's in the same areas, the same demographic, and we feel no reason why we won't have exactly the same result there. Uh, so it's been a challenging time, but I think. It's something that if you have, if you can try and get a positive mental attitude, and it may well be very easy for me to say that because we've got a very successful delivery business. If I was out in the sticks running a little pub, trying to sell a, uh, the odd meal to the local village, well, I might not have the same view, but thanks to being in Bracknell and the, the, the uh, tech savvy um, population of Bracknell, I, I, I'm very positive for the future for, for Blues. Sorry. So as far as as far as heist goes, um, again, we're not trading yet. Um, so the the challenges we've had have mainly been around uh, just just the pandemic and the consequences in terms of not going to be able to not being able to go and visit um, our suppliers, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, but the one thing it, it has given us is is time. So we've been able to achieve some things that that we didn't think we were going to be able to do. For example, making a pizza dough using British flour that we we were told was pretty much going to be impossible because uh, because of the the nature of, of, of flour in Britain. So it's given us uh, uh, time to do that, which has been uh, be, been massively appreciated. Um, uh, but but yes, we'll get there. We're very confident going forward that um, that this is going to offer something new and exciting to Bracknell um, that will be a bit be, be a change. Uh, um, from the sort of um, high street chains that are mainly in the shopping centre at the moment. Yeah, and I think just to, to follow on from that, I think whilst we were sort of conceptualising Heist and, and wanting to understand how we were going to offer um, the, the products that we wanted to create, you know, it was obviously in the, in the middle, born in the middle of a pandemic and, and watching sort of consumer behaviours change. Uh, and I think the watching obviously now, because we've been robbed of it, the value that people put on being able to whether have, have friends over or go out and just sort of um, the hospitality industry as a whole and, and what that's going to look like when when things start to open up again and we wanted to sort of capture that whether it's you know pizza is supposed to be fun um, and I think we, we want to we were very very sure of ourselves at the beginning that we wanted to encapsulate that in the brand that this is you know this is a group of people trying to create some delicious food uh, whilst also working with some amazing suppliers from around the UK and um, keeping it sort of localized and um, yeah and, and helping sort of support the various uh, sort of various components in, in the supply chain which I think with hospitality it's very easy to forget um, you know people simply look at the end product and I think we want to really sort of celebrate all of the work that's gone into not only us piecing this all together, but of course, actually what work's gone into the suppliers existing and surviving throughout all of this. Kind of leading on to, to the one delivery aspect then um, we, with the challenges and we actually, we, we're facing a, a completely different methodology uh, in the fact that when, when venues start to reopen their, their doors, uh, are we sitting there thinking that a, a delivery service may become redundant um, and maybe something that a, a consumer 
you know, can't wait to physically get out again, meet their friends, go for a drink and, and have, have some dinner. You know, we've all missed it and we all love it. But taking the that as a challenge, I actually do think that people's perceptions of a food delivery service has has changed their way in thinking dramatically. Will we see a decrease in, in food deliveries? Obviously, you know, it's going to happen. I, I, for one, cannot wait to, to be able to walk into to Blues or, you know, just, just go and sit down with a meal in front of me again. It would be fantastic. But we also have future-proofed our business, being one delivery local, working with independents, and can I say a lot cheaper than other food delivery suppliers. Now, every single venue that we're talking to, it's not a challenge for them because we can still operate with that business. That delivery side of things will not disappear from a, a successful uh, independent venue. Um, so that that challenge for us, actually, we're going to turn that into a positive because we are here for the longevity. Absolutely. And the challenge is that, that then sits with the consumer once we've we've got the mad dash of, of, of being out. But let's not forget, everything's going to be fully booked for the next few months, I'm, I'm sure. So you still need to eat. So that, that delivery service will, will still be part of you know, people's perceptions. How we've adapted to that and the, the challenges um, being a, a startup, we, we could adapt to that, to that very quickly and make sure that we are we're here for the longevity. We are future proofing our businesses um, and, uh, and be successful you know, in, in, the, in the future when, when we do return to normal. Yeah, adaptation is key for the, the success of businesses. And obviously, um, during a time like this, I don't think we've got any other, you know, way of, of uh, kind of sustaining and surviving um, unless we adapt. And obviously, it's good to hear that businesses are adapting and, um, and also kind of making the most out of a situation that is quite negative. And so it's good to see the positive side of that. But, um, but also kind of, I was just going to ask, um, a few people have said, you know, they've kind of touched on the next question anyway. Um, but is there any important like takeaway points that not covered that can be covered here? I think the big thing for us is, because obviously I didn't talk about new opportunities, but um, I think the big thing for us opportunity wise is that having spoken to Gareth of Engage Convert, that doing these podcasts, so this is the first one, and for us to carry on doing these, with you know local businesses with businesses within the center is a really big thing for us and and i and i find it really exciting that we're able to do this and include the companies that we've included today i think that's i think that's right shelley i think you know that these, these podcasts are a great way to to reach an audience and resonate with other businesses in different areas and give that positive story that you know there is there is a you know COVID's brought positive disruption but, you know, we work, we work, uh, you know, engage convert, we work with businesses from the music industry, uh, retail, um, finance, right through to pharmaceutical. What's been really exciting is helping, helping those businesses get clarity on, on, on their why, why they do it. Um, and, and, and to get clarity of their brand and think of themselves as a brand and not as a business. Um, and enabling businesses to change, not what they do, but how they do it. Uh, it's really exciting. Um, and I think that, you know, we might just have some things um, that come out uh, when we do get uh, inverted commas back to normal kind of thing. I think that we will find a new reality that has its own, uh, it has its own opportunities. 
there, there are, I, I believe there are opportunities coming out of COVID, especially for the hospitality sector, if you've managed to get through the, the, the period relatively unscathed or, or, or not too scathed. Um, it's, I feel a bit like a vulture sort of picking over the bones, but we, you know, we, we've, we've seen a number of sites come up that we have identified as being a possible for future company, uh, for future outlets. Um, you know, I, the demise of some, I suppose. I mean, luckily they're all chain restaurants <laughs> we have identified, so I don't feel too bad about putting fellow uh, independents out of business. Um, but um, yeah, that's just really it from our point of view. We, you know, the, the, the opportunities are there. The opportunities are um, certainly more online for us now. I think we've embraced the digital side of it and that's not going to change. We're, we're not going to move back from that. Um, you know, Gareth and Engage Convert are going to be an important part of pushing our brand out. And may, maybe the, the pandemic has given a whole restart to, to some areas of the hospitality sector and we'll have to rethink and maybe we won't go back to the way we were doing it before. Yeah, I think the, the one one thing that has been a, another one, another real positive out of all of this and it, I, in our recruitment drive and the people that we've we've met to bring into the team at Heist to help us launch this, obviously there's, you know, the, the industry has been pretty decimated and, and, you know, a huge amount of people have lost jobs. And it's been, um, actually it's been an incredible experience. I think being sort of on the, on the recruitment side of it, uh, of seeing these, you know, some incredibly talented people uh, who through no fault of their own have, have lost their jobs. And I think that, that's been a, that's actually been a real eye-opener during this whole process that we've, we've been lucky enough to, to meet and, and to bring on board some brilliant people. Um, and I, I think that also gives us huge confidence moving forward that, um, yeah, we've in, in normal times, perhaps we wouldn't have, um, you know, we wouldn't have been lucky enough to meet these people. But uh, their sort of misfortune initially, hopefully, has now turned into something positive. Yeah, you know what, that, that's exactly right for, for one delivery as well. And it's... Uh, it, it's a nice story to to actually be recruiting individuals that you know that the pandemic had had you know seen people actually lose lose jobs, um, and and actually start to think themselves you know where does the next payday come from? Um, and that's the the beautiful side of this is to to show that we can react. There is a disaster recovery in every single sector, not just technology wise. You know, in food industry as well, and from a delivery company just to have conversations with individuals to say look we can help we are busy we need your help and recruiting that right type of person and making it you know like a, a family unit you're, you're exactly right it, it's so nice to have been kind of blessed as such to, to actually reach out to these individuals that would never have actually impacted our lives in any way shape or form so you know we, we've built up a, a, a real niche family now with with one delivery and that's only been part of the, the positives that, that can come from COVID. Yeah, it's, uh, I think COVID has, has taught us a lot. And, um, you know, and for business owners as well, it's obviously been a huge challenge. But as James said, I do believe we'll bounce back quite well um, from this situation, thanks to the schemes put in place by the governments and also um, people's uh, adaptations and how they've changed and um, kind of, made changes to their business to help them survive and and also thrive um during this time so kind of the, the last question i wanted to ask um for all of you was so collectively how can we work together to bring more business to bracknell i believe by doing more things like this podcasts um perhaps doing business conferences that we have talked about with um jerry and james already um you know yeah, I just think that there are 
ways that we can do it. We just have to be clever about it. I think one of the ways we can, um, yeah, we can do things is to just be, to do really well in, in, in Bracknell, uh, to really, you know, to, to, to pioneer the space, do things well and do things right. I think that will be inspiration for people to come into the town. I think, I think, um, you know, I'm, I'm excited for when things open up a little bit um, about how these businesses have grown, found new audiences um, and been able to extend their brands. Um, I think staying connected is, is key. I think, you know, let's see where we can help each other, um, you know, and, and get through, get through it together. I think collaboration is, is the key. Well, at Blues, we, we've seen Bracknell since 2014 when um, it was probably not the most salubrious place in the area. Um, you know, as I say, we were probably one of the only um, uh, restaurants of any size there. And basically it was a building site. I mean, the, the, the old centre had been knocked down, the big tall 3M building, which it has behind, was being demolished. Um, and, I, and I think the, the new Lexington Centre is very important for Brackle, um, certainly for surrounding people, uh, sorry, surrounding villages and their populations, because people from, from Ascot and that would never have come to Brackle to shop originally. However, the Lexington started to bring them in. And I think the Lexington was only starting to find its legs um, when um, COVID, uh, COVID hit, um, you know, which is in, you know, best part of a year ago now. So I'm, I'm quite confident that once this is over and done with and the shops are, have reopened, yes, some will have been lost, some of the restaurants have gone already, but, but generally I think the majority will be there, that you know, Bracknell will spring back. And it, you know, it's, it's, it's got a great infrastructure. It's sat right between the M3, the M4, at the eastern end of the M4 corridor. It's, it's, uh, it, it's got pretty much everything. It, 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 a place should have to become successful. So I don't think, you know, apart from probably a bit of marketing, I can't really see much else needs happened. Yeah, obviously, Heist is, uh, is, is new to Bracknell. We're very impressed with what we've seen uh, so far. And I, I think I definitely echo uh, Gareth's points on collaboration and trying to, trying to do things really well. And, and hopefully Heist might, uh, you know, maybe spark off a few more independent offerings within the town because that, that, that as a newcomer feels slightly what's lacking. Um, but yes, very positive about the future in Bracknell and beyond. And from a, a one delivery, you know, Bracknell in the title, um, you know, it, we, we live and breathe the area. Um, without it, we wouldn't be in business. Um, without the consumers, customers, we wouldn't be in business. And without the, the independence and the new startups as well also, we wouldn't be in business. So, you know, collectively, I think transparency and giving, you know, giving opportunities to, to individuals. And I can only thank, you know, Blue Smokehouse for giving One Delivery uh, an incredible start um, to our future and give us a, a, a real foundation. So I actually think also, you know, what we've taken away from this is people actually want to work together now, which uh, is a massive change. It's James here. Can I come in as the MP very quickly? Um, the simple answer is that Bracknell can be what Bracknell wants to be. We've got a fantastic, educated, high-tech workforce here. You know, we're the Silicon Valley than Thames Valley. We're close to the M3, close to the M4. We've got Heathrow. We've got good rail links, good road links, um, international airports. I mean, the list goes on. It couldn't be any better in terms of infra. You can now drive from the M3 to the M4 on dual carriageway all the way through. We've got real estate, we've got 
open areas, recreation, sports facilities, great schools, great colleges. We should be waving the flag from the rooftops. Um, so it's a blank sheet of paper and it can be an awful lot better. Yes, the lexicon has really worked and really helped get people into Bracknell, but it's just a start. 150 businesses have got international offices here in Bracknell. We've got loads and loads of SMEs, loads of startups, Blue Smokehouse, Heist, One Delivery, just three examples of fantastic new businesses that will thrive in Bracknell. So what do we need to do? Well, we need to be showcasing what we've got. We need to be showcasing our facilities, our offices. You know, we need to get the best possible internet and broadband in. We need Bracknell Forest Council to start selling this in terms of marketing. Let's get an attract strategy going whereby we can bring people into Bracknell and showcase. We need jobs fairs. The list goes on, um, but it needs someone to drive it. I'm very happy to do that myself. And we're currently sitting in the Bracknell Innovation Centre. But the only limit what we achieve here is our imagination. And that's a positive note I want to leave you with. Definitely. And, I, and, and the future for Bracknell is bright. And I'm really glad that I've been here and been able to, to talk to you all today because it's great to hear about the success stories that are, that are currently happening. And uh, as we mentioned earlier, in a time when at the moment everything is doom and gloom and really you'll open your phone and there's not really much nice news to see, you can hear the really good things that are going on inside Bracknell. And uh, the sky's the limit, as they say. So... It's been really, really good talking to you all today um, and I appreciate you all joining me. And that was episode one of the Bracknell Enterprise and Innovation Hub podcast. Thank you all for listening. Thank you. Thank you.